Hi guys, this is Second Perspective, and this is going to be a top 10 of 2015 list. And uh, so what we're basically going to do, the structure is we're going to go from, uh, we each have our own list. We're going to go from 10 to 6, uh, each giving sort of a single line of why we put it in that position. Then we're going to talk about it uh, very briefly. Then we're going to do 5 to 2, do the same thing. And then uh, sort of one by one, we're also going to re reveal our number one list. Mm. So uh, I'm actually going to start uh the whole list off and uh for me my number 10 film is it follows Ooh. um yeah uh i don't generally like horror films but i just thought it was a very uh, good example of using creativity to sort of bypass a lot of potential issues that indie films have and uh it was just really good at that um number nine uh the martian um yeah right. interesting it's, okay yeah sure uh i just thought it was a really good example of something it's a very sort of traditional hollywood film but it's just well polished on everything that i i really enjoyed the uh the experience of it all ridley uh scott. right ridley scott yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me uh number eight is creed um Ooh. Ooh, interesting yeah i i really enjoyed that uh again it's sort of like the whole well polishing i thought it's way better than i thought it would ever be um but i wanted sort of really cool element of it that a lot of people may not sort of uh really recognize in the first watch series like it's got an amazing an amazing uh b love storyline um i thought they did a really good job with that uh i feel like i should have memorized this but that's okay uh, number <laughs> number seven. Speaking of uh, love stories, it's gonna be Brooklyn, for me. Oh, uh, it's yeah. It's for this film for me. That it, what it really did well is that it it bypassed a lot of cliches and uh, it found sort of its unique nature and sort of the moments that the characters have with each other. So like, I realized, look, we're a love story. You've seen this before, but we're gonna kind of exist in sort of the details. And uh, number six. Uh, Steve Jobs. So, oh, okay. yeah, really, <laughs> really. I, yeah, I, I think I'm just a sucker for Sarah, um, Aaron Sorkin. I really like. There's totally, there's totally flaws with it. Um, I do think, uh, as Nathan and I have talked of uh, off air before, it's like uh, Danny Boyle's directing may get in the way sometimes, but the performance was amazing, and there's some amazing writing. In that uh, mm -hmm. in that film, there. No, don't you there? Yeah. Yeah. No, don't you yeah. there? Yeah. So, that's uh, true. Mitch, I'm I'm really curious what your list oh, is. Was it me? Oh, that's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> that was uh, some good choices, by the way, Paul. Mm. I'm surprised I, uh, you, you know, had it follows that high. I'm I actually, uh, uh, I yeah. thought I was going to get angry, but you know, so <laughs> no, so far, pretty good. Yeah. Um. So my number ten mm. is the Hateful Eight. Uh, okay. The Hateful Eight is shot in 70 millimeter. Uh, for me, it's got some really classic characters. They're not on Tarantino's top list for me, but there's mm. some that I thought were really well fleshed out and really nice. Uh, the mystery I thought was like really fun. It was mm. a lot of fun. And in terms of the actual, in terms of the actual like thematic material in it, mm. I thought it was a lot more insightful than I was expecting. Mm. Um, I think there's some stuff that Tarantino doesn't hear that. Mm is less successful but then also a little more mature a little more mm. i don't know it goes a little mm. deeper than i thought so that was good spotlight is my number nine 
Mm. Spotlight is, I think, mm. an excellent. <laughs> film. Look at him. It's like mm. I know. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Like, give me what? a second. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Mitch being Mitch. We're going right <laughs> okay. Spotlight's an excellent film. Um, it's a th- really thrilling, like mm. top to bottom mm. look at journalism. Uh, it really feels like an important movie. I think a lot mm. of movies claim that status, but this feels like it makes sense in that mm. context. Uh, it's really detail oriented, but like you can follow along with little clues. It's fun. And it also, again, is a story that you think you know, and then it surprises you. Um, so I really found that. Uh, I appreciated that a lot. Number eight, I would do Inside Out. Um, <laughs> I think the concept is super clever, but they do what Pixar does best, which is build it around feeling and around like storytelling practice rather than just you know feeding you like little uh, clever story bits. Um, I thought the world design was really creative, and the animation was really successful. And it's super funny. Um, it's just, I think it's like top echelon Pixar for me. Uh, number seven is Seymour in Introduction. So this is a film I'm sure most people haven't seen. Yeah, it's I a haven't. documentary that I saw uh, a mm. while ago at TIFF and then I had to see it again. Mm. It's uh, quietly powerful. Mm. It's an excellent subject. The guy is a piano teacher and half philosopher who sort of faded from public knowledge for a while. But then Ethan Hawke, who directs the film, really... Mm brings the subject to life and it's visually well-crafted. It's sonically well-crafted and uh, it feels very candid and sort of uh, really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and my number six is Love and Mercy, which is about Brian Wilson. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it really hits well on the points of mental health, mm-hmm. but then also the process of actually making music. It focuses on pet sounds then focuses on the later portion of his life. Mm-hmm. And it's a real clever twist on a biopic. It doesn't you know, go the rise mm-hmm. and fall sort of structure that you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And I thought the lead performances are great. So, uh, Paul yeah, Dano those are my amazing. five. First five. Paul Dano, I hear he's really good. I didn't yeah. see that movie. I heard he's, a lot about uh, it. Paul Dano's phenomenal. Yeah, I, uh, yeah great. And I know that you and I, Mitch, watched a lot of biopics. And I did do this. This, so, this yeah, I gotta uh, say, this blows all of them <laughs> out of the water. All right. Yeah. So... On to me. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to start. I talked to Paul briefly about this. I'm going to start with an honorable mention uh, just because I didn't. Oh, what the hell? No, (laughs) I'm I'm doing this. There's a reason I'm doing this, and it's because it's a documentary. Uh, And it was just because I was I was just starting to like Tom Cruise again. And then you watch Going Clear. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I think this is a great documentary. I just wanted to be an honorable honorable mention because it's hard to compare to feature films. So, Mm. but it's compelling. It's great. Uh, so here we go. My number ten is Star Wars. Mm. Okay. Uh, I still yeah. this is even that high for you. you keep. No, no, no. I, I it's a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I think they got the tone right. I do think there are some problems, which is why it's lower down on my list. Uh, I'm a little surprised seeing other other people's lists, mm. but I did like this movie, and I I think the best thing is I'm looking forward to the franchise in mm. the future. Uh, number nine is Bridge of Spies. Uh, mm. This is classic Spielberg to me. I mean, this is a really well-shot, well-acted, well-directed movie, and it's got a great script. It kind of surprised me. I didn't expect it to be as clever and fun as it is. It's humorous. It's serious. It speaks to today's issues. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Uh, my number seven is It Follows. Oh. Uh, yeah, I have it on my list as well. A little higher up than Paul. I I thought this movie was really great. It's a nice, very stylish little movie. Um, I enjoy horror movies. I always have, and I think this one had a very sort of mm. clever niche. So, yeah, it's a great film. My number six is The Revenant. And, uh, yeah, I wanted this one to be a little higher up, but I think everything about it technically is pretty well a masterpiece. 
I think there's really great performances. I think the cinematography is amazing. Mm. There's some issues, which is why it's, you know, it didn't quite make it in a top five, but I do mm. think it's a very noteworthy film of the year. Cool. All right, so I'm going to start our conversation here. Why is Spotlight number nine? <laughs> is it is so? Is the question why it's like so low on yeah, the top ten? Yeah, 10? why why is okay. it why is it so? So I low? so I had to be I had to be honest with myself, and mm. I would say that the majority of the list that I'm going to give you mm. are like spectacular films, with the exception mm. I think of Hateful Eight, which is mm. like great, but I still wouldn't put it as like perfect, mm. right? Like I had a couple mm. issues with it, but I still felt it was really strong spotlight is only so far down in that little section because i think what it doesn't quite nail like all the president's men or other i think phenomenal like classic journalism movies is it doesn't quite get the visual language perfectly like it gets some of it but i find it's a little bit on the nose like it'll do a close-up of a book instead of doing that like classic shot of like an overhead you know it doesn't really find anything inventive i find in the visual language of the film so it just knocks it down that that much slower, like just that much more than the other ones that I've seen. Mm. Having said that, it's a phenomenal film. Mm. I loved it from top to bottom, and mm. I think I loved most of these from top to bottom. Interesting. Uh, so that's mm. why it's so low per mm. se, but it's still out of everything that I saw this year, like mm. incredible. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we both yeah. had it follows. I was surprised yeah. you had yeah. that. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people might have forgotten about that movie, to be yeah. honest. I, yeah, I, I definitely did not. It's a really strong film. Mm. Yeah. So where, like, obviously you, you can't, like, put, well, maybe you can. Like, roughly where would It Follows be on your list like would it be in like the 20 to 15 or would it be in like the you never know it could be his number one he just said he just said it was not on his list oh okay should i just say or i thought you said it wasn't well it's so it's not but it's like it's one of those that's in the like echelon of like the last like the next 10 because it's it's really really strong i find there's something in the final act that doesn't click for me and i think it's like one scene in particular that i won't spoil of course but there's just one thing in particular where the mythology gets a little muddy and then it's only sort of kind of rescues itself towards the end but i it's again really clever and I think the direction of it, especially, is really strong. So, All right. it's around it's around the fringe. I uh, I I want to do our sort of a five to two because then I think it's going to be very clear yeah. what films we left out, and then we can have sure. a, a bit of a longer conversation on that because I think, sure. yeah, once you guys see the rest of my list, you're going to be like, what the okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I'm just going to start it off uh, yeah. as with the same pattern. Uh, for me, number five is going to be Star Wars. Um, I'm actually even surprised that it was on his list because I kept like, telling you I liked it. <laughs> you say that you say that about a lot of films, but I I'm not a Star Wars nerd or like fanboy or anything by that means. Like I did watch the three original like the night before, so I was a little sleep deprived when I saw it. But like <laughs> I it kept me awake and I and I enjoyed almost every moment. I thought a lot of things. That, I guess part of my admiration for the film is the fact that it avoids so many pitfalls that I thought it could have fallen into. Um, and maybe that colors my, like, gives me a little bit of rose-colored glasses, and so I have, like, empathy to the filmmakers. But overall, I really enjoy it. I think it sets up the next film to be sort of the make-or-break one. Um, uh, number four is The Gift. I all right, that's I, interesting. I fu- I fucking loved that movie. It's, it's a Paul movie. It's 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 very much yeah, a Paul movie. I, that like, makes a lot of sense to me. Like, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, 
holy shit, I forgot about this film. I still remember the twist. Um, there's thick. This film does everything that I would want to do in a film. Like, good acting, good writing, um, and all that sort of stuff. It's just like, if I can make a film like this, I would love it. So, um, it's definitely a very good sort of suspense film. And it, and it subverts a lot of the sort of expectations you have. It does a super good job with that. Um, number three for me, Spotlight. Um, the my my short answer after instead of Mitch talking about it is it's not the film that necessarily you want, but it's the film you need. I just I think it's it. Mitch said it really well. Like it 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 feels important. You don't necessarily feel coming out clean and refreshed after watching no, it. No, no, <laughs> you are wrong, right? Yeah. But I I thought it's a really it was it's a good film. I'm really glad I I saw it. Um, and for me, number two is Sicario. So okay. So so he and knows what my next film is. Now on. you probably know what I, my I, next I, film I is. Take a guess. All right. right, that's interesting. But Sicario, I I tried really. I fuck. Anyways, if you don't know what Sicario is, is it basically um Dennis Villeneuve? Is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? He's no, French. He yeah, Villeneuve. French Canadian. Uh, Villeneuve. If you haven't seen uh any of his films, they're all very like dark, gritty, very sort of. They hurt emotionally, yes. and, and I and I love that. Um, basically, um, just just watch it. Honestly, it's it's fantastic. It's it seems like very similar with um, the gift. It's like it's great writing and it's good. Um, it's good writing, good acting, and I I think it does a really good job of sort of finding an ending that kind of encapsulates everything as well. Um, so I guess the gift and Sakai are very similar for me in that capacity. So. Yeah, I was. I thought you guys might be a little surprised with how high a gift was oh, for me. That's cool. Uh, what about your five to two? Okay, let's see. I'm gonna go with number five, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Paul, we overlap. Wow, <laughs> I'm really surprised. Have fun. Yeah. Um, I I I loved this film, and I mm. and this is one of the few that mm. I don't think it's a guilty pleasure. Mm. maybe it is but i have mm. a feeling like the film really works for me because mm. it blends practical effects and all of the original star wars magic that made the whole thing mm. great um i think what it improves on is the dialogue feels a lot snappier and a lot more um mm. at home it's, it's a little super less funny like, hey yeah it's real it's funny, funny yeah. and it's and it's i just think well crafted and the characters are not yet classics per se, but they have the potential to really mm. live up to their name and Especially their skills. Yeah, and I, I just found there was like depth in places I mm. didn't think I would find it. Mm-hmm. I am very excited for this series. It was a real great experience for me, mm. top to bottom. Super mm. fun. Mm. Um, the next one is not necessarily as fun, but <laughs> it's really strong. Mm. Uh, this is number four, Son of Saul. Uh, mm. Son of Saul is an amazing, amazing film. It's a hard watch, but mm. it's about the Holocaust. And mm. to not spoil too much about it, it's essentially about a guy who tries to do something graceful for a victim of the Holocaust. Mm. And because the Holocaust film, you think it's going to you know, go mm. the way of the rest of them where it's a little exploitative, it's a little... Mm. And they find a framing technique, in fact, that mm. makes it the perfect way to expose the horrors of the Holocaust without giving you too much sensory information that it like clouds your, mm. your experience. Um, it's really brilliant directing and amazing lead performance. And, uh, 
it's uh, it's really hard to watch, but worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three, someone's going to get angry, but it's Anomalisa. Uh, Anomalisa <laughs> is, I think, a superb little, yeah. like, <laughs> self-contained animation mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it mm-hmm. hits very deep, fascinating ideas, but it doesn't do that too pretentiously or too heavily. Um, I think Charlie Kaufman is a brilliant thinker and a brilliant writer, but I like the simplicity of touch that he brought here. Um, and I think he managed to bring us great moments and classic moments and a really strong script. And I, I was all over this movie. <laughs> if, if you if, think if, otherwise, yeah, no, it's yeah. I can see why he likes it. But yeah. like, if if the gift is a Paul film, yeah, Anomalisa isn't. Okay. I think right. that's that true. So we sort of overlap as well yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and so number two is Mad Max Fury Road. This film kicks ass. This yeah. was so close. <laughs> To being my number one, I mm. had to knock it down a little bit just because I, you know, had to go with my gut. Mm. But it's still a superb film. It's what action movies should be. Mm. It's smart. It's cohesive. It's got great set pieces. The directing is fantastic. The acting is fantastic. Mm. Music, cinematography, like everything is really at the top of its game. Mm. And I, it, George Miller is just a genius. Mm. I he's phenomenal. So it's. Yeah, it was that is another pleasure start to finish watch. It's all that's a wild ride. Yes. I will say that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's number two. So Nathan. Alright. So at my number five, I got Creed. Uh yeah, I like this movie quite a bit. I'm a Rocky fan, so I'm slightly biased. But uh I think this movie hit all the right notes for me. The acting was fantastic. There was some amazing camera work and direction going on here. Uh, very stylish, very solid. Like, I mean, this is only a, a few movies in for Ryan Coogler. He's doing very good. Uh, so, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that. And at number four, I have The Martian. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, it's, it's that's high, high up there. Yeah, it's high up there. Um, I was also pleasantly surprised. I'm a huge Ridley Scott fan. He's made some of my favorite movies, but... Prometheus? <laughs> He has been sort of, he's been a little flaily in recent years. Uh, so I was... A wine movie. Let's, let's go with that one. Yeah. It's literally Russell Crowe and wine. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was, just, I was glad to see him return to form. I think the movie had really good writing. I think Matt Damon was phenomenal in this movie, and it looked amazing. I mean, everything about it just worked well. It was funny when it needed to be. It was serious when it needed to be. It just worked. Uh, yeah, that was a great surprise. Number three... Spotlight. Uh, this was also a surprise. We got a lot of surprises. I didn't see this movie until quite late into the year. If not, it was maybe early 2016. And uh, yeah, this is my favorite ensemble of the year, I think. Like, everyone is on their A-game. And my favorite part is they're not... The actors aren't trying that hard. They're just... They're giving very natural performances. They don't have those, like, Oscar moments. Like, here's my Oscar bait. They're just, they're, they're solid. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, very provocative stuff. And now, my number two. And let me just say, like, this was hard. I yeah. mean, this, this, yeah. it was getting hard to get up here in top three. Mm. But I'm going to go with Sicario. Okay. Uh, yeah, this, I, I think Denis Villeneuve, I'm sorry if that's not how you pronounce his name, but he <laughs> is one of my favorite directors now. I think his movies ratchet up tension to 11. Like, mm. I was just 
just I almost broke my seat. I was squeezing on the chair so hard. So yeah, it's phenomenal movie. Emily Blunt gives a performance of the ages for her. Uh, Benicio del Toro, great to see him back. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, okay. I. Uh, so I the first thing I want to say is I don't have Hateful Eight or The Revenant in my list. I know, I know that okay. at all, uh, which is really interesting because uh, these two know me as a huge Birdman fan. Like I love, I love that film. And uh, the revenant just didn't. I just didn't quite work for me, and I'm I'm surprised it was so high on your list. Like, I still really like it. I mm. like I I think it might be one of those movies I appreciate more than I like um, mm. from an yeah. emotional standpoint. Mm. But I still did like. I, it feels like some of the best crafted scenes mm. I've ever seen in a movie, mm. and maybe they don't kind of add up to something that I truly feel is very meaningful, but they all work. That's fair. There's a lot of really strong stuff in it. Uh, just full disclosure, it's not my number one. Um, I, it, it, was, it was also like close to being on my list when I saw it the first time. And then I saw it a second time and I found um, it does a lot of things really well and then a couple things a little clunkier than I thought it was going to be. Um, even experiencing it the first time, I just sort of watched it again and I thought there was a couple things it drags a little bit. It doesn't it hits it either on the nose or a little too obscure. Hmm. Um, it, it's a really great lead performance. I will definitely give it that. Um, and I think that it's beautifully shot and there's a really interesting story in there, but it doesn't hit me as hard as I would have hoped. Yeah, so, I think I think close to Paul. Just thing. to say one last thing about it is I was I think one of the reasons it scored a little bit high for me is just that it's uh I haven't seen a movie like it really. It's got it's a very interesting experience. So, okay. I uh, my argument is like I haven't quite seen a film like Only God Forgives, uh, and I don't know if it deserves right. to be on too many <laughs> top ten lists. <laughs> like I, I I admire I guess I admire what they did, but like for me with the Revenant, and I don't understand. I can't explain why, and I'm sure some person is gonna get pissed off, but like I. I thought it was like super pretty, an amazingly pretty film, but I felt like I was in an art gallery wa- looking at a painting and not really right. feeling a whole lot. And maybe I'm just—I know I'm an emotional junkie. That's why I make films. That's why I talk about them. But um, and so maybe that's why I didn't get as high on my list because I just didn't. I'm an asshole probably, but I just didn't feel a whole lot for Leo. So um, yeah, yeah, how dare yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's. We're, yeah. we're, we're getting on here for uh, a length, so let's just get straight to it. You guys know Mad Max. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck. I love that movie. Uh, I'm not going to prolong it too much, but like Nathan knows that I don't particularly care for action films too often. Yeah. Largely, yeah. Like, I, I have a... He'll be like, this is great, and I'm like, this is kind of... Meh. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and my issue usually is I feel like a lot of action scenes, I don't feel any stakes because I don't... Mm-hmm. I know certain people are not going to die or nothing's going to happen, but with Mad Max, what it does so well and what I was so in love with is that each and every action, whether it be an action sequence or some, a character does something, it leads a, for, a story forward, and I felt like a character was actually at risk. And so that is that is why I love Mad Max, is because it made me feel things that other action films don't. Um, and then you can always talk about like you know great cinematography, editing, whatever, whatever. But like that that was the key reason why I put it at number one. Yeah, that's yeah. I I agree. It's got a really good core. Um, I might as well just jump in here too because yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. number one. Yeah, I might as is well it just your say number that. one. Yeah, okay. it's my number one. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like 
I don't think there is any more iconic film this year for mm. me than Mad Max. Uh, That's fair. And yeah. the fact that it stands the test of time, like I watched it back in May when it came out, and still throughout the year, I'm like, Mad Max was better. Mad Max was more exciting. Mad Max had better, you know, camera work, stunt work, all these things. Uh, it just stands out. I love its simplicity. It's mm. just like, it's like a road trip movie. We're going from A to B, mm. and <laughs> we're going to go through hell doing it, but that's it. Yeah. So yeah, love uh, it. Yeah, no, super strong, and again... It so, could have been my number one. So, 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 do we need to do a drum roll, or is it what I think it is? <laughs> uh, I'm sure you can guess at this point. It's Sicario. Oh, yeah. all right. I'm, did you didn't know that? that. No, I was like, there's sure. no, there's no way he's not going to put Sicario on the top ten. I didn't. I'm not um, sure yeah. entirely about Mitchell's taste. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. um, so Sicario. I mean, it's just. What bumped it up for me hmm. a little, a tiny bit above Mad Max is just the overall experience and just something metaphysical where you're mm. sitting there and it just feels like you're in a two hour long nightmare mm. and it's real and it's surreal. And mm. I think Villeneuve is a brilliant director. Like, I don't know how he does some of the stuff he does. He collaborates well with people, but there's just something about his work that I find is so singular and so powerful to me. Mm. Uh, and the performances, like you said, are excellent, but it's just, it's, I think a masterclass in terms of filmmaking. I, was really blown away by it and yeah for me it's like gonna really stand the test of time but it's one of those quieter ones maybe that's why i like it. it's like sort of flew under the radar a bit more and i'm like you gotta just see this one <laughs> all right guys i we clearly have a whole lot to talk about still um again this is the spoiler free video um we're gonna have a companion video where we actually have like uh categories both silly and serious and uh, then we're actually going to sort of like dissect our top tens and tell each other why they're wrong um, or etc. So uh, <laughs> I might get gained up just a little bit. But uh, other than that, uh, thanks again for watching. And uh, when you see some of these films, come join us in the uh, spoiler free. So or spoiler spoiler full. plus spoiler that. plus. Woo! All right, bye guys. Farewell. Bye,